Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my great friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what is happening on the show today? Well, our guest today is a woman who reinvented herself during the pandemic, and she talks about being in her 60s and actually reinventing herself during the pandemic period from being a pastor to actually becoming a coach. And she's a wellness coach now. And I absolutely love what she does and who she is. Well, let me tell you a little about her. She's been a wife of 42 years, a mom, a nana. Robin has a BA in Religious Studies from Faith Seminary and has spent 14 years as an Executive Director of Connections for a Large Church in the Pacific Northwest. Certified as a John Maxwell coach and speaker, she provides her clients with the customized clear systems and processes that drives individuals and teams forward towards health. And she loves building people, teams, and organizations. She's has owned cafes, coffee shops, customized business systems and processes, created sales and marketing strategies, recruited, built, trained team leaders. In other words, she knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. But I love that she's been in this transition and that there's life after 65. And she talks about that quite a bit. So we're going to hear her. And if you're younger than that, don't disengage because the reality is that there's a message for you about when you pivot, when you change, when you transition, what you can look for, what those steps are. And when you hear it from someone's life story, it can change you forever. So up next is Rob McCoy. You're going to get a free resource, the Translating God Workbook and Masterclass. You don't need Translating God, my best-selling book, to do the workbook. It's actually standalone, and it's going to teach you how to take your relationship with God, the way you hear Him, and actually transform your life and the world around you. The Masterclass, I get to coach you for hours about your relationship with God, how to hear His voice, and how to impact the world as well. If you make a donation to us of any amount, it doesn't matter if you give $5 or $25, or $5,000, we're gonna give you something back. You're gonna get a free resource that we send back your way to sow back into you because we believe in investing back into those who are on the journey with us. And I'm so excited to be able to offer it to the whole world for free because of generous donations from everyday listeners and viewers like you. I wanna encourage you to make a donation at bullsministries.com. I can't wait to give to you as you sow into this ministry. Well, welcome back. We are here with Robin McCoy. Robin, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Robin, we love having people share their stories about how, especially kind of the, the origin story of how God like really injected himself in their career. And you were in the hospitality industry for quite a while. Can you tell us like that's kind of where God started with you and, and partnered mm -hmm. you this way? Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, my family and I owned a small cafe uh, Victorian cafe here in the Pacific Northwest. And then my husband and I also owned a coffee shop. Nice. And all the while I was working in the hospitality industry at an event space. And so I really feel like God was just preparing me for more to move into the ministry space, into the church space. I moved up in those uh, in the hospitality industry, got involved, was the president of some associations that are affiliated with hospitality, did catering. Wow. Um, and I loved the part that I loved was uh, creating experiences for people and making them have fun, you know, creating yeah. an experience where they would have a good time. Right. And um, learning that and then moving into management. 
is an entirely different story because now you have budgets and you have systems and processes and come to find out most in the hospitality industry don't really have great systems and processes in place. And so it, they're just uh, moving through their days, their weeks, their years uh, by by just I miss their pants. Yeah, by default, Absolutely. right? <laughs> and so that's really, I think, where I kind of came in and had a niche because I was able to come in, usually come into an organization. Uh, last what, job I had was a general manager of a private club and restaurant, but coming in and evaluating uh, what was going on, uh, how were the guests being served, how was the, the, the food costs, all of those things, and then making shifts and adjustments um, and repositioning people uh, to create success mm -hmm. organization. And who knew that that was going to move me into, um, into ministry because the, as the general manager of a private club and restaurant, I came to realize, uh, I was started going to uh, ministry school, uh, through our church wow. and, uh, hot, what I was doing and what I was learning about leading like Jesus was not in alignment. And I think that I had shared that um, I felt like I was living two different lives uh, because I wasn't, you know, in corporate, you're not often able to bring in the ministry side of it or Jesus. And then um, and so it was just uh, challenging. And I really felt like I needed to leave the hospitality wow. industry, which I did. And with no plan in mind, uh, so and then um, our church here in the Pacific Northwest uh, asked me if I would be interested in applying and coming to work there because they wanted somebody to come in and evaluate, bring in systems and processes. Wow. And because of the experience I had, it actually, uh, they put me in the director of connections. So everything about first impressions in the church, volunteers, recruiting, training, all of that I got to oversee for almost 14 years and in, in implementing systems and processes. So God had prepared me for probably well over a decade to step into the space to add value to our church, which was you know, It always amazes me how uh, at one point you felt like you were living two lives, but, but, but God had a plan because you're the skill set that he gave you to organize and to have systems in place is so needed in the body and you you came to the church into the ministry setting and were able to really really help the leadership of, of the church yeah. with, with your skill set it's so beautiful how how did that transition from there <laughs> oh my goodness well you know what's so funny is because i really hadn't started growing in leadership or leading like jesus until i came into ministry there's a distinct difference in um uh in uh reprimanding employees in a right. corporate that are getting paid and volunteers in ministry yeah so that was a challenge for me to learn um to shift into okay these are volunteers and they have to be treated differently and you have to come at it with a completely different uh mindset so that was definitely a learning experience for me and um, and the one thing I think that I really pulled really over time began to recognize it's all about relationship. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's the bottom line is you can recruit. I, I oversaw hundreds of volunteers. You can recruit volunteers. You can give them the tasks to do, but to actually retain them and help them grow, you have to develop a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And that was something that took me a little while to figure that out because you don't normally build relationships. I would say too, because I think that's so great because I I think people who've been in ministry transition really well into the corporate world because you need that relationship in the corporate world, but people in the corporate world don't always transition very well to the ministry world. It's not always the same because to to serve like Jesus did, I mean, me with employees that I have, I still use all my pastoral skills. Yes. there's many people who didn't, didn't ever develop those. They use HR skills, which are important, but sometimes they use it out of a kind of a wrong culture, not a kingdom culture. And so it's just really interesting because I love that you're saying that because I think a lot of people who are listening, it's like, you don't have to be in ministry to have these kingdom life skills, you know, to know how to have right. a relationship value for your employees or how have a relationship value for your bosses. You can develop that, but you have to focus on it. So I just, I just didn't want to camp there, but I just wanted to bring that up. So you transitioned though completely out of this into coaching people. Like talk about what, what you started doing. Well, you know, what's so interesting is that um, when we were, everything was shut down. Um, I kind of, my group, we have a, we have a small group of about 25 people. Plus, because I was still on staff at church, we were doing like everybody else, church online. (laughs) And so I think that for two weeks, we did not come corporately into my home. And then I, because I I like being around people, I just said, our home is open up. We're going to do church. We're going to do small group. If you feel like coming or feel comfortable, come. So we really never shut down our home. And in that, um, in that season of not being in an actual going to church on Sunday, but doing it in our home and having breakfast and building relationships, I really felt like um, this was uh, this is what church should be like, really, you know, and in that uh, I the other part of that was there was also so much downtime to learn new things. What happened for me <laughs> is that the whole world opened up. Everybody in that season was creating and uh, uh, posting uh, free content. So yeah. you had John Maxwell, you had Donald Miller, you had Michael Hyatt. They were uh, entree leadership. They're posting all this free content. And I ended up signing up uh, to become a coach and a speaker with John Maxwell. Oh, wow. Getting on all of those calls, I was on calls and meeting one-on-one with people in Romania, in England, in Africa, and all of a sudden the whole world kind of opened up. And, um, you know, in ministry, so often we can get um, confined and comfortable Mm -hmm. in ministry when there's an entire world that we can have an impact on. And uh, something just started clicking in in my mind. Um, so I got certified during during the lockdowns during uh, COVID. And um, my pastor and I had already met because I decided to transition off because I felt like there was more. I didn't know what it was, <laughs> but I felt like there was more. And that more really came to life during the lockdown when I just started consuming content and meeting people. Um, and seriously, in the last couple of years, my world has just exploded with people that I would have never met. I would have yes. never had to do business with. I never got would never have gotten to serve had I stayed comfortable. And that's 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 pretty much it. At turning sixty, well now I'm sixty six. I wanted to. Uh, I really wanted to know: is there is there more? Is it too late? 
Can I do something new? And do I have the energy for it? Because I know what it takes to run a business. Um, and is it really what God would have uh, for my husband and I in this season? Yeah. I had said before you go, Bob, I just want to tell about the article I sent you and Lauren mm -hmm. about your 60s, 70s and 80s. And it was really interesting because I read this article and Bob and Lauren for my wife and I are examples of people who are like just the right kind of active in their 60s. They're like, they, there's just they're they're doing everything. They're crushing life. Like we just love like looking at them. And the article I sent was from a U.S. Uh, New England Journal of Medicine. I said that uh, the, the most productive human age in life is between 60 and 70 years of age. The second most productive stage of human being is 70 to 80 years of age. And the third is from 50 to 60 years of age. And the average age of a Nobel Prize winner is 62. The average age of a prominent company leader in the world CEO is 63. The average age of pastors of the largest 100 churches in the USA is 71. And the average age of a Pope is 76. And it tells us that, you know, what there's, there's way more to be determined that the best years of your life are typically after 60. And yeah. I thought it was really interesting when I was reading that for them, because I felt like there's maybe a lot of people who are listening or watching and you just reinvented yourself. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of people, there's a lot of room to reinvent yourself. And some people get in such a wind down mindset because yeah. culture tells you, you don't have much time or you don't have much energy. You don't have the right focus. Or you don't have, but the reality is you become more relevant the older you get in our society. It's proven sociologically. So I just add that to the conversation because yes. I love that you're, I mean, to me, it's so brave to reinvent yourself at 65 so brave and you've done it and you're doing it and it's like the world's better for it so go ahead bob i just wanted to interject that that was, that was good Sean. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know rob and i as as we lean into this new season in our life i i've i've noticed people our age who who turn bitter um or grumpy and I, i've seen this common denominator is that they stop learning yeah, and they get to a point where um, maybe they're tired or they think they've they've learned all they can learn. Mm. My wife and I and what I'm hearing with you is is learning is constant. Yes. And and when you see the whole world open out in front of you, uh, I love the local church, but the local church uh, is focused uh, on a, on a smaller area. It's, it's yeah. church base of operations. And just to hear you say you were on uh, zoom calls in Romania with England <laughs> and all over the world just made me smile because I think, I think that there is so many seasons and you've, you're entering into this season. I love Ecclesiastes, the, the seasons yeah. to mourn, to joy. You're in this new season. So talk to us about what you see, what your excitement is for the future. Well, I think that especially for people as our age, people, um, what I have found, you probably have seen this too, where uh, people our age become a little bit more fearful and less uh, mm -hmm. and risk adverse. And so there is a, a fight that is has occurred in me physically, mentally, emotionally to mm -hmm. push past the things that we're afraid of. So um, that's kind of been my litmus test. If I'm scared to do it, then I think maybe I should do it because I feel like Right. Right. So, um, so I just, uh, you know, a simple thing, my husband and I took a cruise for the very first time. I, I didn't sleep for two weeks before we left, never done <laughs> anything like that. Um, but I just, it, you have to put yourself, I've decided I've got to put myself in position to just do something new, something different, something fresh. 
I really do what I'm passionate about, especially for people our age, is that like uh, Sean, you were saying so many people uh, feel like it's time to slow down. And it's there. I hear too many people saying retire. There's nothing biblical that I can find that says it, you shall retire at 65. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, as far as I can tell, this is like like you were saying, this is when we're supposed to wake up. And I really believe that it's time right now in this particular season, um, the world needs us. Yeah. There's things that we carry that the younger generation needs. You know, um, we we were we were I, I was saved right out of out of the Jesus movement of the 70s, 60s, wow. 70s, and it's not by accident. I don't think that 50 years later we're seeing something else occur right now with the mm-hmm. same generation, right? Mm-hmm. And but we've lived uh, through we've lived through life and we can actually be a presence that says it's okay. We can also be a presence that says you need to be discipled so um, you can grow and expand the kingdom of God. And so I I feel like the world needs us. They need people like us to say uh, because people want to be well in this season. They want to be sharp. They want to have energy and stamina. And so for um, people our age, there's that's what we need to focus on is taking risk, doing the things that we're scared of, getting uncomfortable and realizing that there's a whole generation of people that need us now more than ever. We've lived through We've lived through gas shortages. We've lived through war scares. We've lived through politics. We've lived through all of these recession. We've lived through all of these things. And we can, with every confidence, say it's going to be okay. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We've lived through it. And um, so we can bring a calming voice, a wise voice, and we can bring an energetic voice. So I think that the Lord's waking up. Uh, the sleeping giant of the yeah. baby boomers right now and saying, it's time to get up and get to work. This is the season you were born for. At least that's what I feel like. This no, is- I heard Maya Angelou one time talk about, cause she started her career later in life. She got her master's degrees and her PhDs later. And she was talking about, she's a believer. She's a wonderful believer. And she was talking about how she was thinking about Jesus's life. And I had had a revelation of this as well. She's thinking about mm-hmm. Jesus's life and how he spent 30 years in obscurity. And then all of a sudden started his ministry that only lasted three and a half years. Right. And she said, if everything you're doing culminates, mm-hmm. even only in the three and a half year period, it's going to be the most glorious period of your life. Mm-hmm. And she said, it doesn't matter if you're 70 or 40. It's like, let's go for it. If you have three years left, you have enough time. Yeah. And it was that mentality. And she, she kept going until the end of her life, you know? And so I think there's this, yeah. there's an ageism that's hit our culture. That's from Satan to actually defeat us from having our greatest, greatest time in God, our greatest time of performance, our greatest time of being fathers and mothers and grandmas and grandpas in a real way that's active. And I love that you're saying it's time to wake up because it really is a satanic strategy yes. to oppress people and to make them feel like they don't have value and don't have voice. And I, I we know one of our friends, he started writing songs um, at, again, he'd written when he was younger, but he started writing songs again at 62. Mm. And you know, he, people start like Celine Dion and others started to sing his songs. And he was 62. And he was like, why? And God spoke to him and said, because you've already matured. You've been through a divorce. You've been through hardship. You've been through, you know what love really is now. So when you're writing out of love, it's not like a young 20 year old writing out of love. I, I love her. You know, it's like, it's really a breakup <laughs> song more than it's a get together song. Yes. But it has that, that season in it that the world's looking for is what does love really look like? So yeah. I just wanted to add that to the conversation, but I want to go into your coaching too. Because you're now you're really giving people the ability to become fully activated. And so talk about that as somebody who's I'm sure the skill set in hospitality, then volunteer work lends itself very well to this. I love how God builds. 
But talk yes. about like the now, this season now, as far as like really helping people to find themselves in their journey. What motivates you? What What is God doing in you that makes you want to do more of that? Um, well, I, I go back to what I said. I think people really want to be well. And mm -hmm. I had gotten, um, you know, I had gotten sick with COVID and I had long haulers. So I was, uh, had a really struggle with energy and all of the different things that were going on. And so I really went on a pursuit to heal myself because I can't do anything unless I'm well. And in, um, in taking care and figuring out how to, I mean, God has made our bodies fearfully and wonderfully made and they're created to heal themselves. And so if that's the truth, then how, okay, so what is it naturally? How can I naturally heal myself? And uh, so I just went on that pursuit in, uh, in tandem with coaching. And uh, so people that come to me typically come because they want to be well and they've seen mm -hmm. that I've lost 30 pounds, that I've uh, went from having um, stage two kidney disease and fatty liver and high cholesterol, likely to have a cardiac event, all of those things to clean blood work, wow. you know, and being being well, having energy and stamina and actually feeling um feeling better than I have in years. And so that's why people initially connect with me because they want to be well physically. Mm -hmm. and we do work on that, but in, I, I send them an assessment and looking at all of the life domains, which is your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, your financial. Typically what I find is, is that there's a lot more uh, we're a holistic human being. So there's a lot more um, that people uh, want to be well, a lot more areas they want to be well in that plays into the physical. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, a lot of people that come to me wanting to be healthy or lose weight, ultimately, they've got some emotional things that are going on, mindsets, they've got stuck in their ways. Yeah. Um, and they have to break through uh, old habits, create new habits um, and, uh, and have fun doing it. I think that's yeah. the key too, right? Yeah. Okay, you're not so going to do it if you're not going to have fun. So that's what I'm doing. Group coaching with groups of people, uh, which is fun doing some mastery courses on mindset, getting unstuck in your mindset, and then just one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching as well. And, um, and it's fun. I'm having fun with it. And what's the fun part is, is watching people's lives transform. Yeah in the process, watching people lose weight, watching marriages draw closer, watching people. Um, one thing I have found is a lot of people don't have organizational skills or system mm -hmm. processes mm -hmm. in place for their personal lives. And so I help them set up, you know, uh, ideal week schedules or disciplines and um, organizational skills for their life as well, their personal life. And uh, because the whole I, the whole point is, is to help them win and, you know, help them to move the needle quickly. Uh, like our friend uh, Michael McIntyre says in 90 days, I want to move the needle to help people yeah. get them on the right track. Right. And so um, and usually it's systems and processes and organizational skills that set them up to create new habits and ultimately um, help them become well. So I've got clients that are working out every day. They that started out saying they weren't gonna wake up at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, but now they're waking up at four in the morning and they're going to work out at the gym and they're changing their diet, right? Um, so, uh, but what it is super important and it's key that I have to make sure that I'm, I'm taking care of myself 
because uh, I was on a call with somebody last night and she goes, maybe you don't realize that people follow you or they don't comment on your social media, but I work out every day because I watch you work out every day. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, it, you know, it's, uh, we have to be a living example for others, mm-hmm. you know, in every area of our life. I have a beautiful family um, that, you know, love and serve the Lord and we're close. We spend time together. You know, my grandchildren come over and visit and have dinner. It's how I get my grandson to come in from college is to feed him. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's an example that people are really looking at. They're looking at what wins and successes do you have in life? And are you a person that, I want to coach me or that I want to follow. And so yeah. we have to do the best we can to be the best, uh, best, live the best life we possibly can as an example, a living example, ultimately that glorifies God and hopefully draws people closer mm-hmm. to him. I, I, I did have, a, I had a client that was a pilot and when he did the assessment, he didn't realize that he had fallen so far away from the Lord. And he had gotten out of spiritual disciplines of reading his Bible. So he started reading his Bible every day and started going to church and, you know, um, just having that transformation. And ultimately he started, he came to me because he wanted to be well, but he didn't really want to be well or need to be well physically. He really needed to be well spiritually. Well, Robin, I know that our listeners and viewers are watching and listening to this and they want to know how to get a hold of you. Okay. So you're going to get bombarded. You're going to get bombarded. It's good. How do you get, how do we get a hold of you? How do we get your assessment? Okay. What's your website? What's your social media? Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. Well, my website is the wellness coach. And uh, you can get the assessment there. I'm also on uh, Instagram, Robin R. McCoy, and Facebook, Robin McCoy, I believe it is. You'll see my face. Um, And I'm also on LinkedIn, not as much, but I'm on LinkedIn as well as Robin McCoy. So, yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Well, I'm going to encourage you to get an assessment. It's free. Get an assessment today and go on a journey for yourself. If it's not with Robin, go on a journey with somebody. Sometimes we get stuck or sometimes there's something in our life that we could get through so much faster if we just get the therapy, the counseling, the coaching, the wellness coaching that we need. So I would encourage you as Bob and I have done ourselves. I know Robin's done herself. It's time to go fast. It's time to do what you're called to do. It's time to wake up. And I love this. So up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. But Robin, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I had a, I had a blast. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month, plus our back catalog is available to you as well, on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to BowlesMinistries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Well, we're back and we have our final thoughts, Bob. And we just had a really good conversation with somebody, again, who made a big transition, a big pivot after pandemic. Like so many of our friends and family members have made these pivots and changed careers or changed cities or changed churches or changed something. And I even had a prophetic word not too long ago that's still on YouTube. You can read it because it's 42023 about God setting up kind of the world like a global chessboard. And he's already, I mean, the enemy thinks he has God in check. But God's putting us in place, so we'll be in checkmate with the enemy. And I I think it's so profound that people like Robin are making that transition right now. I do, too. And the thing that really, really impacted me was the joy that she exhibited uh, through the whole process. And wouldn't you want to be coached by her? I I mean, I could just imagine 
um, how, how she would engage and encourage and challenge. And I, I, you know, the thinking of, of her really wondering what's happening in this next season, it's just been so beautiful to watch and hear her. Well, we have a friend here locally in LA and she became a coach a couple of years ago and she's always done some measure of counseling, prayer, prayer counseling and that kind of thing for people through the years, but she's a businesswoman, but she transitioned into being a coach. And she goes, I just never thought that people would want to you know, be coached by me until I started doing it. And I said, well, you have a successful marriage that's 40 years plus. You have incredible children who are killing it in life, incredible grandchildren who are killing it in life. And you and your husband are financially successful. That's what people are looking for. It's not about, are you the most charismatic, the most gifted, the most anointed, the most, yeah. but it's, are you consistent? And are you, are you doing John 10, 10, you know, living a, an abundant life and you are, and it shows so clearly now that people are always asking to be discipled by her and her husband. And, and Rob and I am sure uh, is the same thing that's happening. And, and you know, I I couldn't help but think a little bit uh, about you know my story about God opening a door when I was fifty seven to mm-hmm. start some whole new thing that I didn't even know He had out there. And uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's and and I, I'm so so surprised. And I I saw the surprise and the joy on on Robin's face, and I understand that, but. The younger generation that that we speak to, I think those are really some good lessons that the mm-hmm. things that you're worried about and standing on right now that it, it, that feel like a life or death situation really aren't. That God is faithful and he's going to transition you uh, from season to season and, and he has plans that you can't see. In Robin's story, she was in the hospitality business with, you know, a structure and organization. And she, she thought, wow, I'm, I'm living two lives. But the funny thing was when she moved into ministry, what did the ministry need? Structure and organization. Absolutely. And at the end of the interview, she's talking about giving her new client coaching clients. What structure Structure and organization. organization. (laughs) So God's just so faithful. And I do think it's really cool how you just said that, because I feel like you are a great example of somebody who, transition into a career you know is coming. And I feel like there's many people who are watching that, you know, you're in the in-between place, maybe you even love what you're doing, but there's there's more you're going to love even more than this. Maybe you hate what you're doing. There's things you're going to love because God planned your life. And he's planned some things in there that aren't just like one-offs, you know, one and done, but there's there's life that you're going to love living. There's, there's relationships you're going to love being in. There's, you know, work that you're going to love doing. And it's just the matter of walking with God to where we get to that place. So I do want to encourage you, Connect with us online at bullsministries.com and believe that God's going to transition you. Believe that he has a pivot for you. Again, go back and watch that word on my YouTube under Sean Bowles, The Pivot. Just look for The Pivot. I mean, over 100,000 people, I think, will have watched that wow. between the short and the long form. And it's it's important because we are in a season of transition and change. And you're part of that. God's changing. It doesn't mean everybody has these drastic changes. Sometimes it's a lot of little changes. And if you need help, go to someone like Robin. Get the help. Get the coaching. We are sure glad you watched our show today or listened to our show today. And we love doing life with you. Make sure to sign up for our mailing list at bowlsministries.com or come and give a donation to make sure that shows like this can happen every week through our ministry. Thanks for watching. We'll be with you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. 
Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.